0: What's up everybody? Welcome to Hopped LA Podcast. My name is Javi. Today I'm sitting with a very distinguished gentleman. Why don't you introduce yourself to the masses out there.
1: Hey guys, I'm Zach Johnson. I'm the uh, head brewer here at Trustworthy Brewing.
0: Now, Zach Johnson, how, how have things been for you? I know you just started here um, it's a few months, right?
1: Uh, I've been uh, head of production here uh, for uh, the last few months. Yeah. I've been with the company for almost uh, yeah, almost three years
0: now years and uh you started off as a as a beer tender right yeah now you have a very inspirational story and as i mentioned to him earlier off off the uh, audio we're gonna inspire you motherfuckers today (laughs) so let's talk about like your story i mean what like what grabbed you about craft beer It's, it's always like it always seems like there's always that one beer that kind of grabs you or just something that you're already into before. Like how did you get into this crazy world of craft beer?
1: Uh for me it was definitely homebrewing. I uh, my my dad picked it up for a very short time when uh, I was about like about ten years ago now when I was about twenty and he came down to visit. My family all lived up in Seattle and they came down to visit and he was like, I'm gonna teach you this. And he, yeah. just, he just bought me a, like one of those bucket kits you get at the homebrew shop.
0: Was it like the Mister Beer, like with the, the like the fake fucking barrel, or is it like some other type of thing?
1: No, not yet. That that came later. But no, it was just like those uh, those five gallon buckets with the uh, little bluffs. No, no boil kettle or anything. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, we I mean, went, we went to a, a little uh, stop and uh, uh, grabbed one that barely fit on my my gas burner stove. Oh so my you had, god! You had, you had to put it between two burners to even get it up to boil. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, I, I started off with a tamale pot for me. That's how uh, I started. That's Andy. Well, until until uh, Evan from Green Chick was like, "Well, you shouldn't be using that." I'm like, "You know what, Evan? Shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> you're uh, right, but also you're wrong." Yeah. <laughs> shut
0: up. Um, but uh, so you're you're into home brewing. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you remember like the first few batches you made? Like, what were you into at the time?
1: I made a lot of Belgians back in uh, my
0: early days. Ooh, I was a big uh, sexy.
1: Belgian double, Belgian triples. Uh, I mean. If, in terms of my, my experience of old money, Quok's were definitely some of my favorite beers. Right, right. So I definitely drank a lot of those in those ridiculous glass that they would serve them in. <laughs> a big hourglass-shaped one that Right, come with a big wooden handle. But, yeah, I made a lot of those, and uh, my brother at the time worked at a distillery up in Washington uh, for Woodenville Whiskey. And every now and again, he would send me down a barrel, like a little five-gallon barrel of their little cast size. That's awesome. And so I would start... Uh, barrel aging, my my Belgians, and started just like really loving the process of both brewing strong beers that had nice sweetness to them, and Belgians are just just some of my favorite beers in general. Um, and then also just the fact that you can age them in small little containers. No right, sort of right. And then in the terms of like my dad kind of fell out of the hobby, and I just kept running with it, and he was extremely supportive. Of every now and again, I would get a random box at my house it would be like a new kettle or a new all-grain system that, like, some guy cherry-raged out of those big um, igloo, uh, orange igloo containers. Yeah. And he just kept doing that and just really being supportive of me just running with this hobby. And then I was foolish enough to go, yeah, I want to make this a profession. Perfectly good hobby. (laughs) I want to make some real good money, and I'm going to (laughs) brew. That's going to be
0: fucking great.
1: That's what they'll do, right? That's what the the brewers, they call the cash. Yeah, yeah,
0: of course. That's that's why they pay us the big bucks. (laughs) um so uh how did you end up here uh at trustworthy
1: um so i was at a i I, i'm part of one of the Malto's falcons the homebrew Mm -hmm. club here in the san fernando valley and um about a month or two before trustworthy opened they had sent at the time their uh tap room manager over to the uh the meeting they were having and they're like here's our peers tell us what you think and And they're like, oh, we're opening. So I was like, so what I'm hearing is you don't (laughs) have employees. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so
0: you need people. They're like, we can't pay them yet. (laughs) Exactly. So I
1: interviewed originally as the uh, the assistant brewer. Um, Unfortunately, at the time, I was still in school um, and wasn't able to coordinate schedules very well. Right. So they offered me a, a bartending position. I was like, yeah. Uh, that's the foot in the door I
0: needed. Hell yeah,
1: dude. So, and I've just been, uh, crawling my way up from then.
0: hmm Now, uh, you said, uh, so you were going to college at the time and then you started the job here. Mm-hmm. How popular were you amongst your friends when they found out, uh, oh, our boy, our, our boy's now out of, you know, brewery. Well, my friends beers. were
1: already, already used to that. As a home brewer, I, I brewed at five gallon batches and- I didn't drink that heavily, but I definitely was like, I have a kegerator and
0: and a bunch of kegs at my house. So just like, came over.
1: Whenever someone comes over, I'm like, bring growlers, bring your hydro flask. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care. care. Just hey, hey, fill beer, <laughs> please. You get it's really been sitting there. I, was like, <laughs> I really love beer, but I, I you you get really bored of a beer if you gotta drink five gallons of it right yourself. no 100 <laughs> like I, when
0: i first bought my cake ready, i was so excited i i, I remember uh, one of the first kegs i got was i got a uh el segundo's mayberry ipas one of my favorite ipas and i remember like dude i'm never gonna get tired of this beer and i'm pouring having a good time i think the first day we killed i, I had a few friends over we killed a decent amount of it like few weeks in I still had it there I'm like all right so I'd come home I come home uh, from work with my dad and I look at my dad hey dad you want some beer he's like yeah. oh you still have some like yes please like help me get rid of this fucking beer just offer it
1: to beer. I don't even like beer cool here's a beer for you yeah
0: <laughs> so I used to love that's what uh, part of what's uh, awesome about homebrewing is that like it's something that you create and then you get to share it with your friends and then we all get drunk together and it's fantastic. So your friends were already used to it by the time you started working here.
1: Exactly. At that point, I had already been homebrewing for about six years or so. so they were oh, so like, you already had some. They were some pretty beer. used to me bugging them. Like, hey, who wants to come over? Because like, even when I had too much beer, I was like, I think it's time to make another batch of beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were friends. They were like, can we just hang out just not drink? We just like play cards? You're just like, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs>
1: like, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to have fun.
0: Now, did you know from the second you hired him, did you know I'm going to be a brewer?
1: uh the second they hired me i knew i was gonna bug them to become one i i was always my my end game from from the first interview and talking to uh chris when he was still our head brewer uh to when i got my my foot in the door and started just bartending i was like i'm gonna be that guy's gonna be the woodpecker at your window just hey can i uh can I come in the back can i come yeah. clean some tanks Can I, yeah you yeah. need someone to move that cake for you <laughs> that looks pretty dirty i'll wash it
0: so I'm gonna dry hop that real quick. Yeah. Like I'll do whatever, man. Just let me do something.
1: I'm that heart that gets real excited, putting in the last edition hops into the because I'm like, yes, I added hops.
0: There is still a magic to that, <laughs> I think. There is. There like there, is. I think there's. I mean, I've only been brewing for two years, but man, like the, there is a magic to like opening a tank and then throwing the hops in there and going like, can't wait to see what you taste like.
1: Exactly.
0: You know. I get excited still. I, yeah yeah. See the, the the cynicism hasn't gotten to us yet. So yet. We're, we're all right.
1: Give it time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now uh, since you started, how how has the beer changed? I mean, obviously you're you're head of production now, but in terms of you know you've watched this place evolve to where mm-hmm. it is now. Like I mean, you went you won a GABF award if I'm correct. Yeah,
1: we've won um, a few or uh, a couple at least, uh, mainly for our uh, our barley wine, our American barley wine, Bear Temper. That- barley
0: wine is life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's
1: it's a really fantastic barley wine I'm really' we're really proud of that one right and it's definitely held up for us like it's still something you can kind of drink any any day of the week for me but like yeah getting getting a GABf just kind of validated that like yeah people still want these beers it's, right it's needed in our community of, of brewers that you know it's good to have a good crispy lager uh, a nice bitter IPA, but then something to uh, kick you in the teeth. Yeah, exactly. Something <laughs> that you drink
0: at the end of the night that makes you text your ex, like, I'm so sorry. Come back. Um, now, there are, I know I have some people, uh, some friends that are into beer, but they're still kind of weird about barley wine. So to, for those are, are, of our listeners that maybe don't have like, a good idea, explain what a barley wine is. So
1: in, in technical terms, pretty much a barley wine is any beer over what it, 11%. Is, is qualified as a barley really? wine okay. in, in, in most ratings, but, but what we you know would classify as a barley wine would be with that, like high BV, good malt sweetness out of it, and you know all hail Maris Otter. Uh, <laughs> it's it, we for ours we, we double mash, so we get really good decoction out of it, right, so we, right, and uh, and just let it rip for as long as it can. Um, ours came in originally, I think around like 10 and a half and then we barrel aged it as well. And that came in as a, as a nice butt kicker as well. Mm. And it just, it's just one of those beers that gets better with age, even though it's not
0: like a sour or something. Like, right. Like, yeah. I love a good body wine, especially at the end of the night. Like once I see body wine shots being passed on, I'm like, Oh, okay. It's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, how can you drink a full pour of body wine? How, like how, what's your, I... what's your...
1: I can. I actually like. I actually have a glass that actually like, like can hold an entire 500 milliliter bottle. And every now and again, I'll just I'll just pour an entire bottle of something into that, and typically it's either an imperial stout or a barley wine, just because it fits so nicely in that glass. Yeah, yeah.
0: It'd be a shame to not right. I I
1: feel like I'm wasting, and my wife definitely is not interested. No. (laughs) (laughs) So she's just like, I'll have a sip and call it a day. (laughs) Like, thanks for helping, babe. Uh, But no, yeah, like especially on these colder nights, it's definitely those. That, that belly warmer that you just want to enjoy. Hell
0: yes. Um, now, today was a very inter- inter- interesting day to say the least. here at the brewery. You, uh, you racked some beers, correct? What did you guys do today?
1: Yeah, so uh, we uh, racked into four uh, Buffalo Chase barrels, uh, fr- uh, first-use barrels that we've, uh, we were happy to get from our uh, distributor. Uh, we put it into a new uh, base for an imperial stout that I uh, designed, and we had fermenting for the last uh, month and a half. And uh, yeah, this would be kind of our, our our reignition of our our bourbon barrel program that we had originally with Chris uh, about a year and a half ago. Which, if you had come in, we would have like we still have a few of the uh, the Bear Temper from that. Really, but uh, we also had an Imperial Stout that was also aged in uh, Redemption Rye barrels instead. Mm-hmm. But I like Buffalo Trace, so when, the, when I was given an option of what I could choose, I was like, yeah, let's get those.
0: Oh, yeah. Is it is it difficult to get barrels, especially the ones you want, or is it sort of...
1: We didn't find it too difficult. It was pretty, like, straightforward. I mean, if given the opportunity, someone was like, hey, we have some Pappy Van Winkle, what barrels do you want? one? I'm like, yes.
0: Yeah, post-haste. I, who, Bring it who, now. Yeah. I was <laughs> like,
1: who, do I need to come to you? Like, <laughs> I'm into, the, like... I'm a big bourbon fan. So if I'm not drinking a beer at home, like, and that's maybe one or two a day, like there's more likely I'm drinking some bourbon at home. Mm. And I drink a lot of Wellers. I drink, like every now and again, I have a buddy who's like way too into big money, uh, bourbons. And so he'll walk over with a, a pappy or an old, uh, we Winkle. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a good day. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I'm a big fan of, when you know, when the budget needs to be, uh, looked at, like, there's almost always a bottle of Buffalo Trace in my house, so I'm a big fan of the kind of the peatiness you get out of those barrels, out of those bottles, and a uh, good uh, mid mid grade uh, bourbon overall.
0: should be told, I've never had it. Oh,
1: it's thirty bucks. Go for it. Is it really? Is it really? I thought it'd be more. <laughs> you so you make find, it sound
0: way more expensive. You can
1: find it anywhere, hmm. anywhere. Oh yeah, no, they're fantastic. Um, no, real accessible too. So yeah, it's like I go to BevMo down the street and right. just grab a bottle. But
0: but you did, so you chose those barrels because you happened to like it or did you think it would mix well with with this with the both
1: stout? Uh, like one because my bias of of yes I like bur- uh, buffalo trace and then also yeah I, I the the characteristic we got out of the the main uh, fermentation of the of the stout I think would blend really well overall with the uh, the char and the the you get out of the uh, the bourbon itself so I think over the next six to eight months we're going to see some really interesting uh, development in those in those barrels.
0: Man, uh, it's, it's something that I'm still sort of getting into, uh, especially now that I've been brewing, is uh, the, the barrel aging process. Like, what interests you about it?
1: I like how you can take a beer that typically is done, it's a finished product, put it into a different containment, and suddenly get a totally different beer months and months later. That, would typically with most ales, like, your beer's dead. It, it's skunky, it's yeah. old, like, you, you wouldn't want to drink it. But suddenly we can put it into these containers and be like, yeah, this is not only good; it's sometimes better. Yeah. And and then you can like like we were saying with the the buffalo trace, like it, you can kind of infuse something from your other favorite hobby, bourbon. Yeah, exactly. And you can mix them together. It <laughs> makes them better. So it, it's it's great being able to take uh, interests and and. Uh, palate tastes and kind of blend those and figure out what really works.
0: Right? Is that the is that like your what, what's secretly your favorite beer? I, I won't tell them. I don't want to you know cause it, in, I, infighting rivalry amongst had, amongst the beers. We, we what's, actually
1: what's, we're having this debate this last weekend, and and they're like, all right, Desert Island Beer. If if you're there for the rest of your life, only beer you're ever going to drink, what are you going to do? I'm like, give me a Miller High Life, like.
0: Hey, sure nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not ashamed. I like Miller, you know, Miller Time all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, that's a beer that I don't know how never goes bad. <laughs> people
0: are surprised whenever I mention that. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to hang out with a bunch of my brewer friends, or a, you know, a bunch of people who are going to have a good time. They're like, oh, what you guys are drinking a bunch of IPAs? Like, no, we're all drinking <laughs> like MGD half the time, or like, or on our level, sorry, boy. yeah, or some Paps like. Psh. Give me a shot of some cheap whiskey and paps. I'm fucking <laughs> good. That's all I need.
1: Mose it through the day like that, man?
0: Hell yeah. Um, now, uh, you guys just turned, I want to say three. Yeah, so how was that?
1: It was good. We had a really nice turnout on our anniversary. It was a lot of fun seeing, uh, like, as I bartended for the first year and a half, year, uh, however I long. But uh, when we first opened, it was really nice, like, coming like, since I've gotten in the back, I don't really see our regulars anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was real nice seeing them still coming out, supporting us. They're really happy to see like both me and uh, my man Jason, who was the taproom lead until I was like, I need you Just back here. Just get back here. here. It's, yeah. not, it's yeah. time to come back here.
0: Let's put that back to use, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> so
1: it, they, they've, they've been really happy seeing like us um, grow within not only the industry, but within the company that we've been working for.
0: That's a wonderful difference that I, I always explain it. My mom and I had this having this debate all the time because she's like you work at a bar and it's like to a degree yes but a brewery is different because yeah every bar has like those bar flies at like the regulars or whatever but i think there's like a special connection with the brewery because these are the people that yeah we, we're here to drink you know we're gonna have a good time but we're also you know here to support you know local people like you and the people that yeah. uh, keep this place going and, and to see that like years later they still they still come back and they're still having those beers and you know toasting you guys that's that's It's a nice feeling
1: yeah it's 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 really great having everyone's support and 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 they're having very excitement to see us grow and develop as brewers right uh and then yeah it's just really cool just like being able to introduce them like our own twist on what we think would be good for the brewery Mm -hmm. and almost always they're reciprocated in in a positive way
0: do you ever work the tap room at all once in a while just kind of kind of gauge on what what's going on or you kind of let you kind of let, the, uh, let
1: them hang like let, let them tell you yeah i'll let them let me know at this point um i'll hang out every now and again and have a few drinks with uh with some of our regulars or just we have a handful of guys who are, just seems to be here right when the doors open so it's always nice seeing them yeah um uh, or i'll be doing a, a late uh, double brew sesh or something and i'll be here until we almost close in the tap room because yeah. that takes all day and uh no it's just real nice like I'll, I'll hang out with them like after my my golden rule though when brewing is you don't touch beer until you're you're in their, your boil right that's,
0: right that's, that's that's how with, i do it
1: that's something i, I kind of took home i took with me from home brewing because if you if you're drinking before boil you're gonna things, fuck up, things up fall through the cracks pretty
0: quick yeah yeah i try not to touch a beer till if i if my transfer is done i i think i i, I let's wait till the, the, the last three quarters of my transfer i'm like all right you know what i can have a beer now what? like Something chill, yeah, something chill. But before that, I'm like, I gotta be on because, like you said, little yeah. things fall through the cracks, and all of a sudden, oh shit! I forgot to add that last hop addition because I was too busy getting fucked up.
1: <laughs> but I feel great. But, uh,
0: yeah, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, the beer will be fine. We'll just, add, we'll, we'll just add some dry hops. We'll be good. We'll be good. Exactly. Um, now, uh, the beer industry, especially right now, it's it's the beginning of of the year, and you know, dry January, a bunch of losers. Uh, and, uh, with, you know, everyone talking about, you know, how it's, you know, business sort of slumpy right now for you as a brewer, do you feel any kind of pressure to, you know, make those beers and maybe drinks you don't want to like a seltzer or a hazy, do you feel that pressure to make it? Or is it still kind of like, you know what, we're good right now. Make what you Feel
1: like. I don't think we've ever had like felt the pressure to make something that was just like kind of hypey we always liked the idea of trying new things so even back when like the short life of Brute IPAs we made one and we uh, actually originally did one with uh, a collaboration with a 10 mile brewery yeah. in uh, the South Bay and they're great guys and they made and we made a really great uh, uh, Brute that was uh, we called it Dat Yacht Life
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but I feel like if you're not really trying the new stuff and, and figuring out why people are really interested in it, like the hazies, the pastry stouts, the seltzers, I'm not about to say I, I, I have a few White Claw in my fridge at home. Ain't
0: like, no laws, motherfucker. Ain't no ain't laws. no laws. Just don't be
1: those people who are, like, shooting them. Like...
0: Yeah, that... I, okay, listen.
1: It doesn't have listen. it. Like...
0: <laughs> I understand that people have these funny little challenges, but shooting a Fucking can that's in your hand is just dumb, right? It's
1: pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. I'm not opposed to seeing the video when someone shoots their hand, though.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. That's,
1: it's, it's bound to happen. Like, I, I imagine they're not one white claw deep when they're like, Hey, guys, <laughs> I have an idea.
0: Hey, this, shoot, hey shoot this, this, this real idea. quick. Hey, film this.
1: <laughs> Use my phone. I got to up to stay on the ground. Um,
0: uh, now I did see, though, you guys have a seltzer on. Was that something that, uh, did you have a hand in that, or, or like was that uh, something like, "Hey man, we should make a seltzer"? And you're like, "All right, fuck it." Like, our, our,
1: we we had a few people request it. Like we always like. It, it, I remember even when I was full time in the tap room, we always had people coming in asking for gluten free options, and they see like our rice log, our rice lager, and they're like, "Is that gluten free?" Like it's reduced, but it's still still guys, there's some rice in there. But I like we definitely have a a customer base here in Burbank that want to try beers that can be seen as a little healthier um, or just, like, low-gluten. And they want to enjoy it. We want to make sure everyone, when they come here, they, they're able to enjoy it with their friends, whether regardless of their dietary restrictions. Right, right. So our owner definitely uh, got really into the idea of, like, let's do a seltzer. Mm-hmm. So we did a bunch of research on that because, obviously, that's very different. And the day I brewed it, it smelled like fruit loops in here. Oh. Like, just the sheer amount of sugar you have to put in those things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good.
1: But... I think it came out really well. Like uh, we 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 went with the hypey flavor of uh, of black cherry because you know that's hey best, that's hype, that's, bro. That's the best uh, white claw I hear.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, because I'm told. Yeah, well, I mean they're all basically the same, but yeah, oh yeah, the the cherry for sure is a uh, uh, for uh, for those for the for the white claws or just seltzers in general. Yeah, black cherry, it's that's that's the best. Exactly. Um, that's the thing, though. I, I understand when people talk a lot of shit on seltzers, but man. I get it. I get it. You can oh, drink like, it. You don't feel bloated.
1: I drink beers all night. It's my job. And no. like, so sometimes when I go home, it's like, I still want to have a, a, a drink, but like it's nice having a, like a White Claw or any kind of salsa really that you can drink and not feel like you just had another meal.
0: Yeah. Like I knew, I didn't realize cause I didn't know that my cousin and my brother are really big into White Claw until this past New Year's. I said, hey, well, I'm going to bring some of our beer. And they said, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we'll, we'll have some. I said, all right, cool. So I bring a few you know, growlers of our beer. And my brother says, oh, go ahead and throw it in the fridge. And I open the fridge, and there's like three cases of White Claw. <laughs> and I look at them, they're That's like, level. White Claw New Year's. Woo! I'm just oh, like, boy. oh, God. I'm going to drink this beer by myself.
1: That's when you show up to the family functions of the the strongest barley wines you can find. Yeah,
0: and it's right. like, "Here, drink this."
1: Here's, my, here's the brewery's uh, box set, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's have a good sit down.
0: Merry right, Christmas! Right? How do you feel about those box sets that they come out with? Some of the breweries
1: they're really interesting. Like, I don't have them too often, but every now and again, I have a buddy's collecting those. Like, I was a fan. We I did have the opportunity, I guess you would call it, <laughs> uh, to do the full holiday, like the. 12 days of christmas in one sitting and how uh, was that do you remember any of it not much (laughs) (laughs) the next day was pretty painful i'll tell you that much (laughs) like but some of them were really good oh yeah like yeah that was a that was a rough day and it became rough fairly early on (laughs) you only get like uh once you get the five golden rings you're like i'm you're I'm kind of done. I'm good,
0: yo. Yeah. I'm gonna go hang out in front of the toilet for a little while and make sure I don't puke my guts out. Exactly, um, man. I know you. I know you're you're a busy man, so I know uh, you gotta go. But I have a few more questions for you. Um, now, uh, like I said, said earlier, it's the beginning of the beginning of the year. Shit's starting to ramp up. What are your plans for the next six months for this brewery?
1: So I think for the next uh, first half of this year, we're definitely going to focus on. Uh, Hazy's, uh, West Coast IPA. West Coast, West Coast, exactly. West Coast. Uh, and then I want to kind of expand our lager list as well. Like, So we already are pretty happy with our, our Continental uh, uh, Pilsner. Which is delicious, by the way. Uh, but I like a little more maltiness as per uh, habit, I guess. And so we already have uh, a new Hellas coming out. Um, I call that uh, just some of the best beer you can grab is, is a good, well-developed Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um And then, yeah, we're trying to just expand on our, our barrel programs and uh, get a few new sours out. So we've been pretty happy in the early stages uh, of the brewery that we had some fantastic sours, and now that we're all out of those kegs, right, right. I think it's time to kind of bring back that, I and mean, we have a pretty good wood cellar of our spontaneous and, and whatnot in the back, and... A few of those are are hitting their stride for sure, so it's about time we we, we rocked them out and see what we got.
0: The, the head brewer, uh, the brewery at Pacific Plate where I work, there mm-hmm. we had this funny idea. Like it'd be a terrible idea, by the way. Don't ever, don't any brewery ever do this. But I think it'd be hilarious. Imagine if you took like an open, an open vessel, open fermentation, and just and it was it's sour, and then you drove it around LA and just collected all that crazy wild yeast is called. <laughs> l <laughs> a LA streets and just see how terrible it would taste
1: oh well, our first anniversary we actually went out and had all the employees at the time uh go out and collect like uh, flowers and pines and whatever they, they thought uh spontaneous yeast would uh like incubate on mm. and we actually had a uh kind of a mixed cultured uh beard that came out not fairly bad like i yeah. brought in like hibiscus flowers i found in my probably complex i know chris had gotten like pines from big bay area yeah. and it just came out with a really nice textured overall body and
0: but no one was like oh here here's some lint from my car yeah, there yeah you go. Like,
1: here's some soot over here i <laughs> know anyway, i went over hey, to hey. the burbank power works across the street you know we're doing great
0: like, like no. zach come over here to scratch scratch your beard over the beer real oh, quick just gosh. <laughs> somebody call rogue
1: somebody no. yeah somebody already got that uh that uh that hype beer was the the beard hair yeast
0: that I was that. i never had it just out of principle it just seems it's a good fucking, to have <laughs> it's fucking gnarly um all right but before i let you go man last question yes. uh, what is your goal like you personally what is your uh, professional goal over this next year
1: Uh, I just want to see uh, our brand expand into a little more markets. Uh, We're definitely going to be going out with a few more one off designs. So we're really happy with our our, core rears. Those are pretty well distributed as well throughout here in Vegas. But we're, we're looking to kind of get more of an artist series going with our can design. So we have a friend uh, of mine who is a fantastic artist, and she's designing some new labels for us. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put some really, like, exclusive beers in those over the next coming months and have some m- little more eye-popping uh, designs for it. And then also get our Vegas location uh, fully running. Right now we're just waiting on the final permits from uh, the county and the
0: state. We're in Vegas.
1: Uh, we're in the Palazzo, uh, the Venetian. So on that big mall center. That's hot. Yeah. so we'll be, I know where I'm
0: going to be now. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's,
1: it's great. It's not, just, it's not just beer. It's a, it's a barbecue restaurant. So, Hello. So if you want to make some uh, get some good barbecue by you on the Strip, like we're the first uh, operating br- uh, brewery on the Strip in like 30 uh, plus years, I believe it was. That's
0: insanity. Yeah. The people are going to be so hyped.
1: So we're really, really excited about that one. Especially I'll be happy when we can finally start going out there and getting the uh, style of the brew house going and start uh, just getting some new stuff to them that they don't have to worry about getting it all the way from california
0: is it going to be a, a operational brewery is just going to be like
1: it will be op- like there is a brewery in the in the uh, restaurant you all if you were to go there now you would see it it's it's fully operational uh it's just not under permit so we're just waiting for those last little things um but as soon as we get them like I'll be uh, we'll I'll either grab another brewer to kind of cover uh, the situation there or I'll be doing some regular trips over and we'll just have a nice little running <laughs> uh, show there
0: they're going to announce your residency
1: uh, I <laughs> just uh, come in and perform. Only I'll, I'll be those people who are like I live in Vegas, not in the summer, but I live in Vegas. <laughs> like,
0: all right, here, here, here's listen. I already I have I have your plan. I already have it set for you. This I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna give it. this to you for free. All right, hear, like just that. hear me out. Hear, I hear like me out. Hear Consultations. Okay, so for the brew house, is it visible from for the public? Like, can they see it? Yep. Okay, so it's, it has to be glass. Yes. Put red lights in that bitch. You show up. In your uh, in your overalls, no shirt on, and, and oh. dude, you just you just you just go to town. You go, you start brewing. You're mashing <laughs> out, just suggestively bending over, looking at the people as they walk by. They take pictures. The brewer from down under. Yeah, dude, <laughs> millions of dollars. I'm telling you, this is a million dollar idea. I feel
1: like the uh, the plaza would be worried about all the people coming to this one spot.
0: You you, you, you would just you would just close the whole place down. They would have to they'd have to be lines. I'm telling you this. I'm is into million, it. Is I'm into, million
1: into million. it. Yeah. We'll,
0: we'll,
1: we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a new pair of overalls. It sounds like though. I already ripped up my old ones.
0: No, use the ripped up ones. No. It's, it's, <laughs> it, that's why it, it gives a viewer a window. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, again, Zach, thank you so much for this, uh, sitting Absolutely and having fine. the time. With, it's all standing, actually, technically. Yeah, whichever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't tell. Fucking people. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you so much for sitting down and uh, talking to me today. Uh, please come down to uh, Trustworthy Brewing here in Glendale. Burbank. Yes. Burbank. I get them confused because, you know, I, live on, I might as well live on the other side of the world. I'm in, mean, you know, yeah, Baldwin Park. Park yeah.
1: Oh, Baldwin Park. Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. So I,
0: I'm, I might as well be, like, like across the sea.
1: No, I was like, that's, that's not where Pacific Plate is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just in Monrovia. But, um, again, Zach, thank you so much. Um, Absolutely, man. And now, uh, do you have any releases coming up that we should be aware of?
1: Uh, right now, we just released our new uh, session IPA. It's uh, Summer Days and Winter. That one's a nice, like, uh, good Azaka based uh, hop uh, single IPA that's going to give you a, a, a really nice uh, setup. And then, uh, as we uh, barreled up a bunch, we'll have the non barrel aged version of our Imperial Stout coming out in the next week or two. And then, uh, a few new hazies that are coming out some of those, some of those big uh, big name hypey, Woo-hoo! double dry hops. Uh, double IPAs
0: That uh, everyone seems to love What do we say dude DDH or GTFO oh, Right GTFO I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, I'm trying to the I'm world trying. Live in. I am trying to pander To my millennial audience There might be some people Out there that know What I'm saying Or a bunch of crabby Old people that are like Why did you hire this guy To do this podcast I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know what to tell you Anyway the,
1: In the end Everyone's happy
0: I hope so I hope so Maybe <laughs> Not my mom isn't, but everyone else is. Everyone else is fine. Uh, Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next week, my friends, cheers.